Welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast, everyone.、Uh, just like to mention this episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, Barefoot Bar, located in Sapporo, downtown Tanuki Koji, very close to the subway,、uh, subway station, walking distance. A lot of、uh, burgers and pub style food, friendly Japanese speaking English staff, or Japanese staff that speak English.、Uh, Yeah, quite a wide range of alcohols and spirits and basic cocktails also available. So check out their、uh, Facebook page,、uh, Barefoot Bar. Well done, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> you said that beautifully. <laughs> Very mess, beautiful. Messed some things up there. But,、uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw, but、uh, we've been getting a few、uh, emails from listeners, and we got、uh, one the other day. I wanted to ask you guys.、Uh, Some of the, about some of the things he mentioned.、Uh, I don't know if this person wants their name、uh, mentioned on the podcast.、So、I'll just say they're from Minneapolis, Minnesota in the U.S.、Uh, but he asked some questions because he's now thinking about coming to Japan and it kind of made me realize or think that maybe a lot of listeners are actually thinking、uh, about the same stuff and have some of the same questions. So we could actually mention some of these questions on here and、uh, we responded to him, but I wanted to see what you guys uh, uh, thought about his or Uh, would respond to his questions as well.、Uh, his, well, he's basically saying he's now thinking about moving to Japan. And、uh, so he had a few questions for us. And the first one was If given the option, would you recommend learning the language before making the move to Japan? Or would you rather attend a language school in Japan, which might provide more context for what you're learning? What do you guys think? Would you、Very、study yeah, before you got to Japan or once you get here? The question is, did any of you guys study before you came to Japan? <laughs> so that may be a good place to start. Well, I think personally, yeah, I studied a little bit. I think it's always a good idea to learn some basics of the language before you come. Uh, just to help you get around and adjust. What did you do?、Thing. Did you go to a language school to yeah, pre study? Yeah, I went to a place called TAFE. TAFE. <laughs> What's it stand for? <laughs> the TEAF? All Australian. The All Australian Federation, Federation for Education. There you go. <laughs> Something like that.、Yeah. Um, yes, pay as you go. It's a six week thing. And、um, yeah, so I learned some basic Japanese. Then I, I stole that library book and taught myself. And so I think it's a good idea to learn before you come over here. But. Uh-huh. I think it might be also be a good idea to learn at a language school here just to meet people and meet other foreigners that are over here on the same quest. Burke, you,、uh, you studied at a language school when you came here, right? I've, well. Yeah, I've studied at a few in Sapporo, like doing their Golden Week, one week programs or doing like their three month、uh, intensive programs and stuff. Yeah. So I've studied at some in Sapporo and I've studied at a. University as a research student as well. Which was more beneficial, going to the, the intensive study programs or actually studying at university? Yeah, well, it kind of depends. So,、uh, definitely, I would say it's much better to study at a university, right? Because,、uh, I mean, it's like anything you do. 
like gen- genuine experience in the country, you're going to be forced to use the language in a lot of different situations. So your language is going to progress really well. But like one of the uh, intensive programs that I went through was specifically geared for the, uh, the, uh, what's it called? The no, uh, the proficiency test. And, uh, yeah, those helped me really well. Shout out to, uh, What's the name of the school? <laughs> the one in Mariama? Well, there's, there's a bunch over there. Uh, SIL. <laughs> SIL, Sapporo International Language Academy, Shima Sensei. Uh, yeah, they, they're actually the ones that got me over the hump to be able to pass, uh, N1. So, yeah. So, uh, it was really good to actually take one of those intensive programs focused on trying to pass the test. I have a question for your question. Yeah. Would you think it's better to learn honorific Japanese or just casual Japanese? Ooh, good question. Thank you. My my my, my opinion is like it's actually better to learn. Well, if you're going to be yeah, yeah first cuz like you're going to want to sound like a uh, respectful person talking to uh, strangers in Japan, but yeah, uh, yeah if you want to get to know friends and stuff, casually, it's better yeah. to be seen as too polite rather than as rude yeah. as uh, <laughs> I like to say. Yeah. And they they always kind of teach in that structure anyway. Like they always teach the mass form first in in all of the Japanese textbooks and, and yeah, language schools. We're you not go talking to. about the super polite. So, for example, sudo means do or shimas. Shimas is the polite form of do, and then yeah. there's. Itadakimasu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to receive. And yeah, to receive. Yeah, yeah. That, that I still get kind of confused with that the, the word for giving and receiving in very mm. polite. Yeah. Oh, so Itadaku is receive. Mm. And what's to give? Uh, in what sense? Like, <laughs> like <laughs> if, if you shit. want to say can, like instead of saying must, but a very polite way of not saying, of saying must. <laughs> Uh, well, you would put uh, O and then just the base form of the verb and then shimasu at the end. So, like, uh, should I carry that for you? Omochi shimasu ka? Should I? Is that the most polite way to say that? There's, there's surely more keigo version if you want to say it to your boss or something like that. Well, that's the point. Like, for if you want to carry something, you don't want to say it in a way where they're like receiving something. You want to say "mochi shimasu ka." But if if anybody's looking for lessons, please feel free to contact us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But sorry, I was thinking "taburu" means eat. "Tabimas" yeah. is uh, the polite form, and then "itadakimas" is the super polite form to right. eat. Right. So yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I kind of said, uh, just like you did, Matt, that there's like obviously a lot of benefit to studying before you get here. But yeah, once you get here, it's good to get to know people by studying some of those programs. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of just depends on if you want to hit the ground working in Japanese when you get here or if you do have time to study. Yeah. Good to know a few set phrases as well before you come. At least like, thank you, please, hello, I how are you doing? I want to go here. Yeah, yeah, just the, just the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't think you need to go too in-depth and probably better to get here first because then you kind of realize once you're here that the things you learn at home are not really very useful, I found. Like a lot of the vocabulary I was studying before I came was kind of redundant. When I came in, because like people didn't use them anymore. Yeah, you'd send to like girls, and they're like, "That's what like old people say." Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like people, you'll, you'll hear a lot of people say, "Like that's not actually how pe- most people say it." Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, language learning. That was one of his questions. The next question was, uh, uh, "What made you guys stick around so long and not want to move back to your home countries, despite the many difficulties of being a foreigner mm. in Japan?" 
We could do a whole Why? episode yeah. of this question. Two answers, Dan and Bert. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that's actually what I said to him. They I got said. my money and they won't give it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> got his passport. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I, that's what I kind of responded to him. I said, uh, I mean, it definitely depends on the people you meet here. I mean, a lot of my good friends from uh, even uh, 10, 15, have been here like 10, 15, 20 years. So some of the people I know have been here as long as I have and they're still here. And then, yeah, uh, the people that I mostly hang around now have also been here at least more than 10 years. And, uh, yeah, it's just a real good group of people. Been lucky to meet here and stuff. Did you guys say anything Thank else? you, Burke. <laughs> yeah. Also, maybe if you're from somewhere that's not very nice as well, you might not want to go home. <laughs> What, like England? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the weather sucks. <laughs> I mean, I, to be honest, I've never even considered about going back to moving back to England. Uh, I have. Yeah, oh, England, well, you're, well, you're from Australia, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand why people would want to leave Australia. I've never been there, but, but hearing yeah, I all I the weather. I go through periods and, where, yeah, I, I want to go back. And then, you know, I don't, and I did I did leave Japan for a year and a bit. And um, I ended up coming back. It's a bit like the mafia pulls you back in. Yeah. And but he, did the same, right? You left for a little while. I left Sapporo for yeah. a while and wanted to come back pretty s- immediately after that. Yeah. I wasn't super keen to come back, but I sort of got a job offer, for, a job, o- job offer, and that's what made me come back. But I mean, also it goes so fast. Yeah. Before you know it, it's five, ten years mm. gone. You know, yeah. a lot of people have left and come back, like uh, yeah. among our group of friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, so especially support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not so much in, in Tokyo. Like people who leave Tokyo don't usually go back there. Maybe they go somewhere else. But I also Japan. think yeah. we have pretty cruisy lifestyles, I think. That's yeah. hard to beat when you go home. Yeah. And that, that was a big reason why one of my friends came back. Right. You know, he went back to a nine to five. Tennis guy. Tennis guy. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I think he lasted <laughs> two years back at yeah. home. And um, yeah, ended up coming back. And now he bought a, a, an apartment. So he's pretty much here for life now right. i think yeah yeah i think maybe sometimes uh, the main reason people would go back is like career opportunities or they're already exactly. on some kind of schedule to go back or i also mentioned to him uh uh i did kind of think about going back one time just because like uh like siblings their kids and stuff missing all them exactly grow yeah. up and everything yeah. parents uh getting older and whatnot yeah. so it's always family stuff mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. makes you feel like you should go back a little bit um, but yeah, kind of same thing. We've all stayed here for basically the same reasons, the lifestyle and whatnot. And uh, his last question was just, have you guys ever wanted to throw in the towel and move back because of all the difficulties? So, I mean, you guys kind of answered that already, but I guess the point is that like, even no matter how difficult things are here, and he kind of recognized this in his email, the good almost always completely outweighs the bad, especially mm. up here in Hokkaido and Sapporo. So, mm. and also, I mean, there's <laughs> the worry we're not getting younger. What would you do if you went back, you know? And that, mm, that's yeah. that's kind of a scary prospect too. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of, uh, unfortunately, a bit of a point of no return once you've been here for so long. <laughs> it's like, yeah, if you do go back, you're going to have to like start over at zero or, you know, I did have uh, some times when I considered moving back because I had some job offers there. But yeah, I was worried. I just want to come back immediately anyway. So didn't end up leaving. But I think I might have... Uh, cross the point of no return to go back to england now like at that age where if you do find a job you almost got to start from the bottom or unless you know some kind of contact that can Mm. you know a relative or something that can help you out but for me i think if i if i did go back it'll probably be in my retirement years where i don't have to work and then i could just like go and chill in england and maybe come 
live between the countries. Yeah, would yeah, be, that, uh, would, that be would be ideal. That's what I'd like to do. Sort of fl- uh, fling between both countries. Mm. That's the ultimate goal, really. Yeah, that's the dream life for sure. But uh, yeah, man. So it was some good questions from uh, this guy in Minneapolis. And uh, yeah, if any of you guys have any questions anytime, it, uh, it's definitely interesting for us to think about. So please send them. Uh, but again, yeah, Sapporo is definitely one of the best places in Japan. But Ben, where is Minneapolis? <laughs> uh, hold on, it's the Midwest. Ooh, oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Even though the Midwest is not really west yeah it's like in the center of america right yeah kind of yeah. used to be the midwest back in the day when they started yeah. calling it the midwest yeah so was it near like um las vegas <laughs> that's west <laughs> yeah, that's west <laughs> yeah uh minneapolis or minnesota is like uh where the great lakes are that's north US. yeah <laughs> up at the north part right next to canada up there yeah um Thanks for those questions. Yeah, if you anybody else has any questions, feel, please feel free to contact us. Um, Sapporo, a um, bit of exciting news, uh, gruesome news. A little bit, yeah. Very gruesome news. news. You guys obviously saw the news. Dead. This was a couple of weekends ago, wasn't it? No, it was three or four days ago, Ben. From when this, this comes out. Time, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so about a week ago, then, from when this comes out. Um, well, I'll, tell, I'll say it, uh, Siskino Nightlife District up north of Siskino, sorry, south of Siskino, there's a lot of love hotels. We actually talked about these on a previous episode. And a man and possibly a woman or possibly a man, two people went into a room, one person left. One person left with a suitcase. With a suitcase mm. with what we now believe is the head of the man left in the hotel room. And a bunch room. of clothes, right? Uh, and I think a bunch I've, of clothes. Wasn't the person left naked with no forms of ID or clothing? Yeah, so, so it was recognized. kind of big. This happened on Sunday night on the 4th of July or 3rd of July? Third no, 3rd of July. Yeah. Second of July. <laughs> um, anyway, it's been big news in Hokkaido for sure. Huge, big news in Sapporo and big news in uh, Japan, actually. Yeah. So, and it's pretty freaky, man, because I live like two blocks from this hotel and I actually walked past it today to get here and uh, poked my nose in. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> well, man, I was just telling Burke as I walked past that, you know, I sort of stopped and have a look at the thing. There's two cops out there and they're sort of eyeing me, checking me. <laughs> I'm like, man, I hope I'm not being profiled. There's a few camera crews around there, and uh, it's still a big mystery. They've just identified the headless. Oh, did they identify the body? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they hadn't really? for a few yeah. days, right? They didn't know the identity because yeah. there was no. So he's a 62 year old man from Eniwa, which is about a 40 minute train ride from Sapporo. Yeah. Between Chitose and Sapporo. Yeah. Um, that's all they know. And the culprit is either a man or a woman. Do you guys know much about the story? Uh, I heard that uh, the the culprit was a shorter individual. Oh, shorter than the victim because the victim was quite short. Oh, no, well, sorry, yeah. guys. <laughs> shorter than short. Yeah, 150 to 160. Relative. Oh, that is short. 
It was 160 to 170. Me. Well, Ben's like 161. So. <laughs> I must be about Ben's height. Uh, ben, and, we're both about like 169, 170. I'm, I'm 171 centimeters. Okay, I want to to my uh, my health check from four years ago. <laughs> uh, without tippy toes, though. Hey, barefoot, barefoot, 171, and with your yes. head. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Top your head. <laughs> yeah. So uh, about a. I don't want to say this, but about a head shorter than Ben and I <laughs> was the culprit. Or the oh, really? Victim? No, no, like, the victim. You're the, victim the victim was yeah. The oh. man man was quite short. Okay. So, um, yeah. and they have no idea, man. They they saw on the footage. There's obviously cameras at love hotels for the entrance entrance and exits. And somebody walked in wearing a big hat, dressed as a woman. They keep saying. Well, there's, there's one suspect there. <laughs> The old cross-dresser in Sapporo, right? There you go. What, B- Burke? You know, you know. <laughs> that's you know, the, one, the one that dresses up as a schoolgirl and walks around yeah, the that's Burke, town and stuff. That's, well, it's not just me. <laughs> I mean, this is a big group I'm in. <laughs> Wait, is there somebody? Or, uh, well, yeah, I've seen you, a few of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, that's yeah. the thing. That, that, but there's three suspects there, then, right? They should question yeah. those people. <laughs> Come on, detectives. So, <laughs> Join the dots. Yeah, they went in... Um, at midnight or something like that. Oh, t- oh, 10 o'clock, late. 10 o'clock, yeah. 10.30 at night. Around. Yeah, and it's right in the middle, middle of, of Siskino. Love Hotel neighborhood. Love, yeah. yeah. So the Love Hotel neighborhood is kind of on the southern edge of Siskino, right? Yeah. A few blocks, a couple from, blocks from the park. Yeah, from where, from I, park. Yeah. where I live. <laughs> so it's not, it's not actually in Siskino area. It's more like... Nakajima. It's right next area. to King Mu, that nightclub. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's oh, just right. north so of it is. Yeah, One block north of that. Mm. So. Yeah, Ben, like, you don't know where the love hotel <laughs> neighborhood is. What are you doing? <laughs> so what happened? They both went in, and we're, we're going to figure this out, man. Um, so I don't know what happened in there, except that obviously this person killed this well, they guy. Were, yeah, the person left at least four hours or so later. Yeah, right? so they rang up the hotel staff, right. and in a... Uh, in a woman's the, the voice, criminal. yeah, the criminal rang up and said, "I'm leaving early, but the guy's staying here." Huh. So, which you can do at a love hotel. Oh, really? But you got to pay the money, I think, for the full stay. Yeah, and yeah. then you leave. But then they'll lock the door again behind you. Okay. So the yeah, person, again, for, the, yeah, for people who don't know, there's like two ways you can pay for a room at a love hotel: either like a what is it, like a short stay, and then yeah. like a full stay. I can't remember yeah, the name. Overnight, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I've read, at least, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So yeah. they were paying for the full night stay, but she or he said that <laughs> it yeah. was leaving early, but the yeah, other guest right. was staying, and they left with a rucksack, a suitcase, obviously with the head in one of those, and uh, the clothes of the the victim. And uh, a big hat, so they couldn't see the face. So they're not sure if it was a, a woman or a guy pretending to be a woman. Mm. So that's what's happening at the moment, I'm sure. And they still haven't caught the culprit, right? They have not. Well, as of this day of recording. It's not very surprising how, you know, police work is not really up to scratch in Japan. I mean, re- <laughs> remember, remember like the, the teacher that got found in a bathtub full of sand and the killer like was on the run for 10 years and they finally got him. Oh, the uh, young uh, woman from from, from England. The UK. Oh, yeah. that's and that was right. like just yeah, before I came story. to Japan, yeah. like back right. in 2006 or something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they didn't catch him until like five years ago. Yeah. Like that. yeah. Right. He tried to... And yeah, he, ra- he ran past surgery. Yeah. He ran past the police. So like they still oh, didn't wow. catch him. That's so, amazing. Well, yeah. I, saw, I saw their comment, which kind of makes you go, huh? Like they said, uh, what was it? 
Due to the circumstances, we believe that this was a murder. <laughs> it's like, well, no, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, not too many people uh, yeah. cut their own well, heads I've, I've only been, I haven't actually read the, the official news. I've only been hearing it from our friends <laughs> in Sapporo in our chat groups and things. So the updates are coming quite regularly. But I've been hearing like different things. I don't know if they're true or not. So maybe you guys could uh, update me on it. But apparently his... Some organs were missing, like his pelvis was taken out. <laughs> um, I only read one or two articles in Japanese, which in Japanese they don't give you hardly any of the information. Okay, yeah. so uh, yeah, this was probably coming from our, our friends. So I don't know if they made it up or not. So somebody but, was trying to harvest some organs? Well, yeah, that's, that's what a, a possible motive was that. And the person was drugged and they were, they died not, so they died by loss of blood. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. before they were beheaded yeah. Yeah. yeah so they were dead before they were beheaded yeah um right. so they were poisoned um and or the drugged. blood was all drained oh, really? and then the head was cut off oh. so so i heard there was no could have been harvested. i heard there was yeah, blood in the room harvesting. and then i heard there was no blood it's mm. i'm surprised they haven't kind of released this the footage with obviously the victim blurred out oh, but okay. showing what the killer was wearing yeah so they could get so a, people around yeah. the because there's lots of people out at 2 a.m. around, especially around that area. On the weekend, yeah. Yeah, there's tons of people. Yeah. You're, you know, drunk, but, you know, they might ring a bell. I mean, it is kind of like love hotel neighborhoods where people are trying to avoid eye contact a little bit probably. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I but mean, I mean. Except for Matt out there with his camera. <laughs> <laughs> How many guys are going to be going to uh, love hotels? Do you have a suitcase on you, do you? We've got to be very careful. Well, I just kind of right, feel ben? Like, <laughs> it's a blow to the industry, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just, uh, I just can't believe. Like, yeah, I feel like any time I come downtown, Sapporo, whether it be Ordori, Sapporo Station area, or especially Suskino, I just feel like there's cameras on every corner at every business establishment. You never feel like you're never not being recorded, big basically. brother. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty surprising. But. What what do you think the motive was? Oh, I got no. There's so many possibilities. Like people are saying it could have been a yakuza hit, but I, I doubt it. They don't. They don't really do that stuff. Yeah. Um, did that? This guy know this woman or man? You know, was it a chance meeting? Was, was it a call girl that he rang up? You know, did some? It's just it's endless possibilities. Endless <laughs> possibilities. Yeah. I think it was a disgruntled couple. I think. <laughs> She'd had enough of the marriage. You know, he's 62 years old. She's probably around that same age. I think she planned the whole thing. Was like, it was obviously, I'm, I'm getting rid of my husband. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. All these years. Oh, yeah. why, it wasn't, a, wasn't a, a, you know, a spur of the moment thing. Yeah, this planned. person had brought a knife because the, the weapon, or the, there was a knife used to, de- to behead the dude. Drugged him. He was drugged? Yeah. Yeah. They oh, okay. were, well, apparently they were drugged, killed before the head they, was cut yeah, off. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, so you bring a suitcase and knife, you know what you're doing. So, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. I yeah. I, I, the only issue I have with the possibility of it, uh, being a couple that was married is because why would they come all the way to Love Hotel in Siskin? And, and by the looks of the photos and stuff, not even a really very classy Love Hotel. Like, Actually, so. man, it's pretty nice. Is it nice <laughs> when I walked past it, it was like, man, the other ones around there are, it's shocking. Yeah. But that's another thing that gets me, man. Yeah. Like, it's premeditated. Why would you go into a busy love hotel with cameras? Why wouldn't you find another place that's kind of 
Exactly. Well, that's you, why you, I kind of feel like it was a bit of a honey, what do they call it? Honey potting? Honey. Oh, the, kind of like, yeah. Somebody targeted this person, I feel like, and, uh, got them in there and then, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Someone that was either part of, well, I, I, this is news to me about the organ stuff. So yeah, that's likewise. possibly harvesting the organs, but yeah. I mean, you get some old drunk guy in Siskino wanting to go and have a little fun in a love hotel. Um, yeah. Wouldn't be too hard if you're a. <laughs> oh, so you, Sorry, so you kinda... think it's like gang gang related been targeted uh, to no, no, well, steal know their money or something? Related, but I'm just saying uh, my opinion or my guess is that more so than like a married couple, it's probably an old man got targeted by somebody else. Hmm. Well, lured it, into it, it took hotel. him three days to identify the body because. Uh, uh. I'm surprised no one's come out to say that he's been missing or anything, you know, like yeah, a family guess, uh, member possibly. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like maybe his maybe it was his wife then. Maybe it was Ben. Mm. <laughs> where were you Saturday, Ben? <laughs> oh, no, because I was with Burke uh, to, in Toya. Yeah, I'm trying to think where was I Saturday. Oh, yeah. now he's trying to think. I was he? kind of downtown. I think I was out in dinner with my wife. Don't remember so, uh, too much after that. Dude. No, I blacked out after that. <laughs> she left to get, take care of business or something. You might want to go check your uh, closet to see if you have any new suitcases. See if any knives missing. It's very gruesome, very gruesome I, stuff. I will say kind of the only thing that came to my mind reading this is like uh, the fact that they hadn't identified the victim for so many days. I was like, at least that would never happen with a foreigner because we're all fingerprinted upon arrival into Japan. So even I if. I haven't spoken to Aaron for a while. Like. <laughs> 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 yeah, but if you know, if we were ever decapitated, they'd still be able to identify us by fingerprints. You know, that's so, correct. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's not a. It's not the first time it's happened. Surprisingly, a head uh, in yeah, beheading, man. or I read a, a love hotel beheading. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a first. There was a girl. This is about five years ago who was had was beheaded. And uh, three guys, and they found a head in the mountains. So, where was that? Was that just that was in Sapporo as well? That was Sapporo too. No, that was in Sapporo, really. Yeah, and they, I think they got arrested for ignoring the head, or I don't know, some sort of. Was that like an ex-boyfriend? I don't know, Ben. I don't know. Stop looking at me like that. (laughs) Well, there is a very, very gruesome story in Japan many years ago, not in Sapporo, but about the uh, was it elementary. A uh, student was beheaded by either another elementary student or a slightly older young man. Vaguely remember that. And yeah. uh, the head was posted out in front of the school. Oh, you guys wow. remember that? Anyways, very gruesome uh, stuff wow. in Japan. Not to so I guess yeah, not not very surprising news, but uh, but for us it is because it's so close to home, right? And the actually. killer is mm. still on the loose. Yeah, well. exactly, man. But I mean. Head, man, it's obviously, it's going to be in the bloody ocean, in a fridge, or in the mountains, I reckon. He's just been watching that Jeffrey Dahmer program. Oh, man, right? I, I do have drama. a weird obsession with crime stories, <laughs> catching killers and all that. I think I like to be a detective. So someone's been watching those and just copy, maybe a copycat or something. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. Yeah. Or there'll be a new TV show coming out soon, you know, in a few more years. Man. Yeah. Um, any other... News. Well, actually, kind of relate to that. The next day, mm. did you hear that a uh, a body was found in in the river in Toyhira? Really? Yeah. No. Eighty six year old uh, female. Oh, yeah. Foul found. play. 
they don't know actually. Uh, they just found the body. Could have been uh, could have been suicide, but they're not saying it was uh, well, a murder. Yeah. It is a suicide spot. There are a lot of, um, unfortunately, there are a lot of bridges along Toyota River, mm. and every now, or quite often, doesn't it? Somebody jumps yeah, off so one that, of the bridges. That was the that was the following day after that. So, wow. Yeah. Sometimes stags jump off the bridges. You find some dead stags <laughs> in the river. You find a handbag exactly. or something, right, floating uh, around in there. Uh, so that that wouldn't be related at all. Uh, well, a death to the Siskinu incident. Oh, possibly hey, the next yeah. day. Right? The next yeah, day. the next day. Oh, um, mm-hmm. It's all written in Japanese. I can't really see if it was a <laughs> man or woman. There's 86. <laughs> I can't read this. <laughs> so we got Burke with bad eyesight and Ben with bad kanji skills. <laughs> <laughs> what a team! How many does it take to <laughs> master blaster? So, what was your question? Was it a? If it was a man or oh, a female? It was a man. Yeah. Was a ma- oh, 86 year old yeah. man. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Well, I mean, it still oh, could be could related. Be, could be, yeah. 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 yeah well, uh, speaking of uh, water in Japan, though, other. Parts of the news: Japan about to start releasing all the radioactive uh, oh. water in Fukushima. You said ocean. Yeah. IAEA International what something <laughs> atomic <laughs> IAEA yeah. I- 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 <laughs> <laughs> agency has uh, IAEA has uh, endorsed. Uh, the release of the treated water. I shouldn't say the radioactive. It's just treated water. So it's, it's safe to uh, drink or not drink. Um, it's safe to eat the fish there. Is that well, a lot of stuff. Or? Well, apparently, like, they're, they've been putting it through this uh, system that's used uh, around the world to clean uh, radionuclides from uh, water. But the only one they're not able to uh, clear out of the water is tritium. But they're saying that the levels of tritium are basically the same levels you would get exposed to just through walking around in natural daily life outside uh, cosmic rays and stuff. So supposed to be somewhat safe. But, uh, yeah, a lot of the fishermen, residents, and even neighbors such as China and Korea very upset about this whole plan to release the water. Isn't that on the other side of the country, though? Yeah, but you never know where the water's going to go. Yeah, know? it all links up somehow, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> uh, actually, I guess Korea has uh, kind of started to uh, not be as against it as they were uh, because relations are improving. But uh, <laughs> There you go. The, Politics. Yeah, eh? but apparently IEA is going to be on site for, well, permanently, they said, monitoring the situation. They're also planning to visit it. Visit the I standing countries. for international, I'm hoping. International, yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, they're going to visit the other A countries. A stands for Asia, maybe. Asia, I think it stands for atomic. Atomic, maybe the other A stands for Asia. Atomic Energy Agency. Asia. <laughs> Asia. International Australian England America. <laughs> TAFE and IAEA. Uh, yeah, so I don't know how you guys feel. You know. Oh, I think it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be good. I don't. Who's good, the right? company who had that? Um, who was in charge? Tepco? Yeah, man. They're yeah. Criminals. Yeah, yeah criminals. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I, I don't trust. I don't trust them. You know. I don't. Sorry. Don't trust any of them yeah. anymore well, after that. All I'm gonna say is, uh, I mean, they're saying the science is says everything is safe, but man, science awesome, changes man. all the time. You yeah, never yeah, really right. know what's gonna happen. Is that gonna? Uh, gonna is that gonna later? stop you from eating the fish around there or food around uh, uh, Fukushima? Yeah. Or has it? 
Did they ever stop you eating food from Fukushima? Well, I don't know Fukushima. where my food really comes, comes from. from. Well, because in the supermarket, they <laughs> yeah, always have where it's from. Yeah, yeah and, the and the Fukushima food was a lot cheaper yeah. um, during that time because no one wanted to, to buy it. 311 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just wondering, did were you guys the same? Were you, were you avoiding I would avoid it if I, yeah. Still? Uh, unfortunately. Well, I mean, I saw a documentary. It's still super radioactive, that area, right? And you just don't know, like 20 years, you you know, your dick drops off. <laughs> like, fuck, I shouldn't have eaten that. You know? Who wants that? <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, we, we've talked to actually some people from that area, and everyone, oh, I guess not the fishermen, but a lot of the residents of that area have been saying everything's been safe for a while. So it seems like popular opinion from people in that area. What's the uh, what's the life of radio? Was it eighty years? No, it was, oh the half life. Yeah, half life or whatever. Uh, it's I don't know, but it's gonna yeah. But anyways, again, apparently the only problem right now is the tritium, and we're all getting more tritium just walking around under the sun, is what they're saying. So. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't know that word before. Sorry. Well, tritium. <laughs> tritium. <laughs> that's a pretty cool tritium. word. Tritium. Yeah. You might yeah. know it in your near future. <laughs> yeah, that's the word you that Ben learned in his vocabulary before he came over here. Tritium. I've been waiting to use this. Trillium or tritium? Tritium. Tritium. Oh, tritium. Yeah. I thought you were talking about tritium. I know tritium. the American side of that silent T sound. Yeah. yeah. Um, Letter, <laughs> Peter. Anything, <laughs> anything else there, Burke? Uh, in the news, I could find yeah. some more if you'd like. No, no, I've got, I got a little story for you. You might need the tissues, though. Okay. It's a bit of a Ooh. sad one. All right. Um, it's the 100th birthday of a famous dog. In Japan. What's the dog's name, Ben? Hachi. Hachiko. Hachiko. I remember seeing that headline, yeah, pop up on my newsfeed a couple also, of days ago. Also, what do you know about this dog? It's pretty famous. Is it, Well, it's based on the, the one from the movie with Richard Gere, right? <laughs> <laughs> Called Hachi. <laughs> Hachi, a dog's tail. T-A-L-E, not T-A-I-L. I think, I think they, they cut the, a dog's tail out in the, uh, the Japanese <laughs> title. Let me guess, Ben. You've watched that a few. No, I haven't. I haven't. Really, that surprises me. Hachiko. Um, what type of dog is Hachi? <clears throat> He's uh, what are they? What's man? the name again? Kind of Shiba. Shiba. No, nope, it's an Akita. Akita. A white yeah, Akita. Mixed up. Yeah. Born. I'm going to tell you a bit of story about this dog because it's a bit of a heartwarming, okay. sad story. Born on November 10th, 1923, uh, in uh, Akita Prefecture, Japan. You um, sound surprised. It's a, it is an Akita dog. <laughs> Born in Akita. That's the reason. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of makes sense when you think about it, doesn't it, Ben? Um, what do you know about the Akita? It's one of the country's oldest and most popular breeds, designated by the Japanese government as a national icon in 1931. And they were once trained to hunt animals like rabbits, wild boar, and elk. Wow, really? They're big. Akita dogs are calm, sincere, intelligent, and brave and obedient to their masters. A bit like yourself there, Burke. (laughs) But on the other hand, they're also stubborn and are wary of anyone other than its master. A bit like yourself, Ben. (laughs) I heard they're quite hard to uh, kind of tame. Yeah, like look after. Um, They're quite... uh, they get loud in the evenings. They they oh. cry a lot. You got to remember, Ben has the 
dog. Oh, uh, Ben phobia. doesn't like yeah, dogs. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always researching the best dogs to be around, oh. and and one of those is, I should avoid those dogs. <laughs> you won't see this dog waiting around for Ben. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, in 1924, a professor at the Tokyo Imperial University took Hachiko as a pet. And brought him to live, and I think the dog was going to die, but they looked after it really well and and saved it. Um, so the story, do you know the story, Burke? Uh, well, I kind of know the end of the story. <laughs> <laughs> We're at Superman in the end. Yeah. Neil before Zod. Anyway. <laughs> um, what happens? So, yeah, every day he'd walk to the Shibuya station and the dog would go with him and then the dog would, he, you know, he'd go and teach. And then the dog you, would... You're talking about Richard Gere, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I did this for, oh, about a year or so. And then one day, sadly, the professor suffered a cerebral hemorrhage while he was giving a lecture. So he, he never came home oh. and died. Oh, shit. That's sad. Ben's That's not the end of the story. No. <laughs> ben, Ben's tearing up everybody. Shit. Uh, the dog then lived with the, the gardener, not the family for some reason. And each day, Ben, each day for the next nine years, nine months and 15 days, Hachiko went to Shibuya Station and appearing precisely when the train was due at the station. Was it oh. Shibuya? He would go there by himself. Yep. Waiting for his master who would never return. Is that the end of the story? No. Um, (laughs) Kids would bully the dog and throw things at him. Yakitori vendors would pour water on the dog. Um, Many of the people who went to the station got annoyed at the dog. That's pretty harsh, isn't it? Well, I guess he was a a wild dog at that time. No, he was, you know, he was Hachiko. (laughs) Um, And then... (laughs) Uh, and then one day, um, so he kind of got famous and then a guy wrote a story about him and then that was written in the Asahi newspaper, Tokyo Asahi. That was in 1932 and then he started to get famous. So then station received donations of food for the dog. Visitors come to see the dog. Poems and haikus were written about the dog. Um, he eventually died in 1935 at the age of 11. He was found on a street in Shibuya, oh. died from uh, cancer. Um, and hey, get this, Ben. <laughs> After his death, Hachiko's remains were cremated and his ashes were buried with his master. Oh. So there you go. And then it's, uh, it's a 100-year anniversary? was 100-year anniversary of his death. Um, his pelt, <laughs> he was taxidermied. <laughs> so he's... Pelt was preserved and put in the National Science Museum of Japan. And a bronze statue of him has stood outside Shibuya Station in Tokyo, where he waited in vain for a decade since 1948. Hmm. Hachi, a dog's tail. Richard Gere. (laughs) (laughs) So So that movie, I haven't seen it, but... Well, it's it, been made into it, a few movies. Was that what it was based on, that whole story? Yeah, Richard uh, Gere's. The Professor. Yeah, but he died of a... Uh, Stroke or something, and I haven't seen the movie, but um, bit of a maybe worth a watch, then. maybe a, <laughs> with some pizza. <laughs> so, I think we covered what we covered the the crime, 
Hachiko and Good radiation. Good questions from listeners. I A E A E N to yeah atomic stuff. Yeah, a lot a lot of stuff. We got a lot of news today. Do we have time for anything else? Not really. Unless there's one more bit. You should go down to Shibuya and visit that bronze statue. Well, everybody goes there. I mean, my family and friends when they come and they're in Tokyo, everyone wants to go take a photo next to. I always go and wait. So that statue is pretty famous, is it? Super famous. It's a famous meeting spot. How big is the? The actual statue is it like the, the dog size, size of, I guess. Dog? <laughs> it's about that big. <laughs> Twenty S- feet sitting on a pillar. Type mm. of thing. Yeah. Is it like the real dimensions of Hachiko, mm. or is yeah. it? But Burke, smaller, Burke right? waits for me too. One day he'll. Every day, I have to wait I'm for always you. waiting for you guys. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's waiting for you, Matt. For listeners, <laughs> um, when we agreed to meet to do this pod, sometimes I might be a bit late by five. You, to 10 to you 20 minutes. were. It was the first time for you to get here before me. I think. Yeah. Uh, for a podcast, two One minutes. Day, two one before. day, guys, they can put a statue of you two <laughs> <laughs> in Tanuki Koji. There is not, one, not the three uh, of us. Not the three of just us. Just the two of us. <laughs> Actually, no. I'll be no. Just you guys. Will, you guys will be dead. I'll keep coming. No, wait. How no, do you we'll know work. we'll be dead? <laughs> <laughs> Planned already. So I want to go record at this love hotel next week. Anyway, <laughs> there is one last thing I wanted to quiz you guys about. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one question, because uh, we talk about a lot. And on the podcast, but photography in Japan, taking uh-huh. photos in Japan. Yes. Matthew, you're quite an avid photographer in Japan. Yes. You should know about Never this. ask for permission, right? <laughs> I don't. Actually, I do. Is, well, that's, that's what I was going to ask about. Is it legal or illegal or what are the, what are the rules and laws of photographing other people in Japan? Oh, oh. I don't know that answer. Actually. In Japan. Well, what, yeah. In Japan, <laughs> <laughs> as it relates to this podcast about Japan, <laughs> uh, I, I'm guessing it's illegal to photograph someone without asking for their permission. Mm, but that, and, and video too. Yeah, uh, yeah. As, as street, I, I do like doing street photography. It's really kind of hard to do a sneaky picture of somebody. If you stop and ask them, hey, can I take your picture? They'll probably say no or okay and then pose with the peace sign. It's like, nah, you know what? So it's hard to get a natural shot. Yeah, you want to get what, that natural. Which is what photographers are looking for. Yeah, right? I think yeah that's, that's the natural, art, man. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, the times I've gone to temples and like the big, big temples, like, can I take pictures inside? They always say, yeah, go for it. So taking pictures at a temple, as far as I know, is fine. Well, it's, um, if you it's, ask for permission. It, it, but it, usually there's nobody there at the temples. It is, but that, that's apparently considered a little taboo because uh, taking pictures of the Buddha, at least, is considered taboo. Mm. But uh, even that... Are there pictures of Buddha? Have you ever seen Well, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, a lot right. of people take pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Someone's no, got to, there's, <laughs> there's no clear explanation. I've just heard the explanation about that is like uh, a lot of people back in the day uh, would come to these uh, statues in temples for worship. So if like people drew pictures of them back in the day it kind of diminished the the meaning of people making pilgrimage pilgrimage to the to the That's, temple yeah, so, so it's kind of like left over of that right uh, but but i was asking more about like people uh yeah photographing others especially people you don't know that's why i got those big zoom lens <laughs> to do that, yeah. and, a, and a camouflage outfit right <laughs> <laughs> well to be honest like it's impossible to find uh like a definitive answer yeah, definitive mm. answer about this i mean uh, I did see some stuff on uh, the Japan Times that uh, 
says, contrary to popular belief, taking street photos is legal in Japan as long as it isn't derogatory to subjects. Uh, while Japanese law doesn't clearly spell out portrait rights, Article 13 of the Constitution outlines the liberty and happiness of its citizens as being supreme. So basically says like, uh, yeah, you shouldn't take photos of people that degrades them. Um, it basically says like freedom of expression, even Trump's portrait rights in Japan is something that I read. So if you're taking like artistic photography, hmm. then, uh, you'll basically win any arguments about whether there you it was go, Matt, you're safe. Okay or didn't, not. You, didn't you take video of some schoolgirls dancing, Ben? Yeah. I kind of. <laughs> Questions of you guys about that. That was artistic. Weeks, that was artistic. In my yeah, I'm an artist. Eh? Uh, ben well, hangs around the parks a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. Apparently, there is no criminal law to punish people for taking photos of others, even without the permission. It's basically like you can take photos of anybody if it's for your personal use, but if you're going to use it for commercial use, exactly, um, you're usually exactly. supposed to get their permission. But exactly. even yeah. even in that case, there's apparently no criminal law to punish you, mm. but it could become a civil matter where the person could say that they were somehow harmed or caused stress or damage by you taking and posting their photo somewhere and in that case they could come sue you but of course japan is pretty weak suing laws it's it's very big, very weak isn't yeah it? very mm. big penalty that i mean you'll probably lose but penalties usually aren't too big so, so why is that so just people just don't sue because it's hard to win a case for some or reason? they probably just don't know that they've been photographed Oh, okay. Yeah. But, and also the other thing is like, if it's in a very public place, like a park or something, it's almost like it's, yeah, you're at the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, they're kinda, doing it in front of everyone, right? Yeah. Well, what do they expect? Yeah. <laughs> but even, you're fine, yeah, Ben. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. But even in that case, just the nudity when you're doing oh, it, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. You could be Don't open, need to lawyer up then. <laughs> you could be open to a civil case if it was used for commercial purposes. So yeah, just, mm. just be careful. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah I mean, it's a good are, video. So one of my, our most popular ones on our YouTube channel. <laughs> but there are, I mean, I use a wide angle lens, so you're not actually pointing the photo, the camera directly at somebody, or I use a zoom lens, you know, so they can't, they can't um, see me doing it. So they can edit towards them later. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I have asked a few times, can I take your picture? And yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. yeah. I've been asking you. People take. Can some, you sign this waiver, please? <laughs> yeah. But people have asked me, can I take, can I take really? my picture? I'm like, yeah. Do they like want to take a picture with you or oh, of, of me? You? Oh, that's when you were like doing modeling jobs. <laughs> no, no, no. I was sitting at a bar once having a drink, and this girl's like, "Can I get a photo of you?" I'm like, "Okay." Wow. Mm. Did you ask her why? No. no. Yeah, usually you're like, "Talk to my agent." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, the word is still out, but yeah, if you're going to use it for commercial purposes, you could be opening yourself to a civil suit. So just mm. be careful. Is the point? Yeah, yeah I think that, I think that's kind of a general thing, isn't yeah. it? Like that's. But I mean, some people though were saying like in Japan, like uh, the ideas of privacy are a little bit different. Like people overseas might not care as much as people in Japan, so they do advise like if you do want to take pictures of uh, young people, you know, because they're wearing kimono, or whatever, you might want to get their permission first. Apparently, also you're not supposed to take photos of the geisha. geisha. Yeah, yeah, I heard that mm. too. Yeah, really, I didn't know that. Why is that? Uh, like you mean you can't 
take a picture even if you can't ask them for I permission. Think in Kyoto, it's like, yeah, you leave that Gion, Gion area, entertainment yeah. area of Kyoto. But they're mm. parading themselves around the street, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Maybe they have like copyright laws for Well, for, I think it's their geisha. job. It's a very privileged job. There's only, do you know how many geishas are left in Japan? Like proper geishas? Yep. Not Three. including Michaels? <laughs> <laughs> Geishas in training, no? <laughs> oh, Ben's pulling out the big guns there. Uh, there's a thousand left. Wow. One thousand, yeah. Mm. And uh, yeah, if you want to, if you want to order one, <laughs> like for an event, get in touch with uh, Voice in Japan. Us, yeah. They're very expensive. Apparently, you have to book months in advance. These are like genuine real geisha. Not, yeah, with like Ben on Saturday. Night. <laughs> I dress Ben up as a geisha sometimes. <laughs> dance with me, dance. Yeah, he's good at the piano. Yeah, I can play the recorder quite well. <laughs> Plays a skin flute. Here we go. So if you're coming you to Japan, <laughs> be careful about your photography. That's the, that's the point. Let's keep this. Uh, let's keep this PG, shall we? Um, yeah. Don't. Also, don't. Going to love hotels with strange women with suitcases either. Yeah. I think that's a lesson for today as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Go only go to love hotels with uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Your friends maybe is okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> not even your your spouses. Not not even your loved ones. Apparently, they might yeah. want to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Uh, well, if you like this episode, everyone, you could uh, help us out by. Helping out our sponsors, coming down to the Barefoot Bar, come yep. for a drink, yeah, help yeah, us yep. out, yeah. Um, or leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Where else can they leave reviews? Uh, Spotify? Can they do reviews out on Spotify? I don't know if they can, but basically we just need the Apple Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the algorithm. Apparently, it helps us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and if you are if you are coming down to Barefoot and like highballs, they're getting highballs on tap. So oh, nice! That's a new feature, apparently. Oh, my my favorite drink at the moment. I know, mine yeah. too. It's a very summer, yeah, refreshing, refreshing drink. You can drink more of it than a beer. Less, ha- less hangover. Yeah. Usually stronger on seven percent. Highballs on tap. Awesome. All right, everyone. Uh, catch you next time. Bye bye. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Ben. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen.